0: Hello, my dear friends. This is Dan Jones to share a quiet talk with you today. My son David was in the hospital for 10 days. He had atrial fibrillation. I think I said that right. He is only 33 years old. We went through some scary times with him, his weakened heart racing away day after day. They finally did what they call a cardio version. That's nothing like the King James Version. It's when they shock your heart back into rhythm. I was wishing they had done that the first day, but they like to try medications first. That's why those guys are called doctors of medicine. But at any rate, David is home now, and for that we are very grateful to God. In this talk, I'd like to share some of the aspects of my walk with Jesus through this difficult time. These are not necessarily Connected in any thematic way, they're just the things I've been through. It's God's will that in every trial we lean harder on him. James said, Consider it all joy, my brethren, when you encounter various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces endurance. And let endurance have its perfect result. So that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. Unless your faith is tested, you can never know what it's really worth. I may claim to be a great boxer, but if I never get in the ring with somebody else who wants to knock me out, my claim is worthless. So here are a few of the things that Jesus walked me through during those 10 days. Jesus said, ask And it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks, receives. And the one who seeks, finds. And to the one who knocks, it will be opened. It literally means keep on asking. Keep on seeking. Keep on knocking. I would say to him, Jesus... You told me to keep on asking, so here I am again, asking you to heal David. I'm seeking you, and you alone. I'm going to beat your door down until you answer me. And in that hospital room, I would close my eyes and imagine Jesus standing by David's bed, laying his mighty healing hand upon him. I don't understand why we see all those instantaneous healings in the ministry of Jesus, but not so much with us nowadays. But I also know that God often does very special things for people who are coming to Jesus for the first time. And for those of us who have walked with him for many years, we must seek him and wait upon him. I shouldn't need a miracle every day to uh, to believe in Jesus Christ. He's proven himself to me. Over and over. And in this situation with my son, he has proven himself again. I believe him and I always will. I told the Lord during this time that however this all turned out, I would never turn away from him. There's an old gospel song that some of you may remember called We'll Understand It Better By and By. One of the verses says, Trials dark on every hand and we cannot understand all the ways that God could lead us to that blessed promised land, but he guides us with his eye and we'll follow till we die and we'll understand it better by and by. Another thing that was a great blessing to us was the fact that so many Christians We're praying for David. You know, I've run across people in my time who said, I believe in Jesus, but I don't need to go to church. My friend, yes, you do. The church was God's idea, not mine or any other preacher. Jesus said, I will build my church, and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. That means the church will storm the gates of hell. She does that in prayer. Prayer is not some kind of self-help therapy to make you feel better. Prayer is war. It is conflict with the powers of darkness. In Ephesians 6, Paul said, For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil. In the heavenly places. He then lists the different pieces of our spiritual armor, ending with the exhortation that we should pray at all times in the Spirit with all prayer and supplication. To that end, he says, keep alert with all perseverance, making supplication for all the saints. I can't tell you how encouraging it was to know that so. Many people out there were praying for David. Prayer changes things. Thank you all who lifted him up to the Lord. Finally, when a loved one is critically ill, you can't help thinking about certain possible outcomes that you hope don't eventuate. You ask yourself, Will I have any regrets about things I said or didn't say? Things I did or didn't do but should have. My father died a little over 14 years ago. God gave me the privilege of sitting by his bed during the last three hours of his life. He was quite lucid the whole time, and we were able to talk. I told him some of the ways he touched my life. It was precious. But after he was gone, one day, We were driving together, my wife and our kids, and a song came on that you probably know. It's called Cats in the Cradle. It tells the story of a man who had a son born to him, but he's too busy with work to spend much time with him. His son grows up to be just like his dad, too busy to spend any time with his aging father. But he says, we'll get together soon, Dad. You know, we'll have a good time then. But that time never comes. Now, I spent time with my dad, at least when we lived close to each other. But when that song came on the radio, I began to think of times when he would call me on the phone when I was in my study. We were living many miles apart then. Dad would have some question to ask me about his computer. Usually, it wasn't anything serious, just maybe some little red flag notification in the corner of the screen that he wanted to get rid of. I always tried to help. I never said I was too busy, but in my mind, I would often think, why did they have to give him a computer? In my heart, I saw these calls as an unnecessary interruption. But as Harry Chapin sang his hit song in my car that day, tears started to come down. I would give anything on earth if I could get a phone call from my dad, if I could hear his voice. I wouldn't care what he wanted to talk about, but he's gone. I don't know who's hearing this today, but just let me say that those people in your life who are close to you or should be will not always be there. You yourself will not always be here. I'm so grateful to God that I don't have anybody in my family from whom I have become estranged. If you do... I would strongly urge you to do everything in your power to mend that relationship. If you have to humble yourself, do it. Forget trying to change them. Change yourself instead. Think of what God did to repair the broken relationship with the human beings he had created. He didn't stay up in heaven with his arms folded and his back turned saying to himself, when they come to me on their knees, I'll think about forgiving them. No, he came to us. He's the one who reached out the offended party. In the person of his son, God became one of us. He entered into the mess we had made, and then, finally, he submitted us to the most unjust treatment anybody in history has ever suffered. He didn't complain, and he didn't make threats. He just died. And it was that death to himself that brought us back to God. Second Corinthians 5.19 says, God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, not counting their trespasses against them, and has committed to us, the message of reconciliation. I pray that if you have a loved one with whom you need to be reconciled, that by this wonderful grace that has been poured out in Christ, that reconciliation will take place. Heavenly Father, thank you that you loved us so much that you reached across that void of our sin You became one of us and you took our sin upon yourself and you reconciled us to God. Thank you, Jesus. I pray that if there's someone listening to my talk today that needs to be reconciled to somebody in their life, that they will go and humble themselves and make that reconciliation with the grace and the power of Jesus Christ. In his precious name, I pray. Amen. Thank you so much. Those of you who prayed for David and continue to pray for him. His heart is very weak. It will need a long time to heal. So pray that that takes place and that he'll be stronger than ever. can go on living for God and being a blessing to all of us. As always, you may reach me by email at father.danjones at outlook.com. God bless you.